The sky is falling in Cowtown. Again. Again. It must be week three. Recap. After a couple <laughs> of uh, shitstorm losses in the third period. Dylan and Chris from the Armchair GM Podcast. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Let's get into it. It's just a game. It's not life or death. It's just a game. We'll play better tomorrow. Well, Dylan, a couple of third period collapses, Chris. You know, we're 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 not the comeback kids any longer. Uh no. <laughs> But the other teams all are, apparently. We, we allow them to uh, come back on us. Just kind of yeah. a disastrous third period in uh, back-to-back games, uh, one on Saturday against Edmonton, and then again on uh, on uh, Tuesday night against Seattle. To be fair, on Tuesday night, we kind of shot the bed in the first period and, and then like had a pretty – actually quite a good second period and then just kind of uh, – got up by two goals and then the team just decided they were going to pack it in and drive over the Hooters and forget that hockey exists. Jesus. I forgot Hooters exists. Oh, well, I, I don't know if it still does to be honest. I, I, I honestly don't either. (laughs) It's a, it's a family restaurant, you know? Um, Yeah. So let's get into let's get into Edmonton. What did you what did you see for the first uh, forty minutes before the collapse happened? Um, a very frustrated ninety seven. Yep. Honestly, very frustrated, and I thought they played the Flames played a really really solid defensive forty minutes. Um. You know, probably would have made Sutter proud. I think uh, Stuart Skinner kind of has uh, has Calgary's number. Um, definitely gets gets a hold of those uh, grade A scoring opportunities, plus all the all the crest shots. Um, probably a few too many of those, but um, yeah, the first forty, I thought we had a really good, really good possession time, zone time. Um, Oilers were kind of running around a little bit, but uh yeah. I was I was actually surprised with uh McDavid's lack of ice time. Speed uh, as well. Yeah. Um I mean he, he only went forty four percent in the dot too, so there there's there's all sorts of negatives to take away from his game other than the fact he had three points. Yeah. <laughs> um should we just talk about what everybody was talking about about that game with the uh, Markstrom doing exactly what he was supposed to do and just getting some really shit luck? Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. I mean, are you uh, are you pretty upset with him over that? Or I, I'm I'm not upset with with uh, either one of the games, other than the the last. Half. Five minutes. Yeah. yeah. The last half. I mean, it, 
you know, McDavid scored and then uh, Hyman scored, you know, in, in, you know, the middle of the period, but we just, it's like, we just gave up. Yeah. Which is kind of what I saw uh, against Seattle as well. Yeah, me too. So I'm not a fan of that trend. Um, I really hope that Daryl can turn that around very quickly because reel the boys in a little bit. Yeah. Cause that, the both efforts in, in the last five minutes of each game is unacceptable. I I totally agree. Um was it the Oilers game? I think it was the Oilers game where uh we pulled the goalie at the end there. And uh they like the boys wouldn't all they did was dump it in and they didn't like they, if you're gonna pull the goalie Dump and chase needs to stop, in my opinion, because chances are the whole other team is back and they just they always get the puck. And then your whole team is busy being in the neutral zone or back because they're trying not to get scored on. The whole point in pulling your goalie is to try and score and not to try and forecheck. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think you need to start carrying it in at that point. And especially since you're on a timer and you don't have time to, to cycle it so much, it's time to get rush chances and, and, and um, even point chances and shit like that. But it, it mm-hmm. it's not time to start trying to set up a cycle or, or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and oddly enough, I, found the last few minutes of the Seattle game to be the exact opposite where they weren't trying to dump it in, but they just could not for the life of them gain the zone. They really couldn't. It, it was kind of frustrating. Yeah. It was just lazy play after lazy play, bad pass after bad pass and, and just no urgency whatsoever. Yeah. Like they, they spent more time going backwards than they did going forward. It was, yeah, both, both those, you know, last half or five minutes of, of the third period were it was just pure laziness. Um, on, on everybody's count, like there's, yep. I, mean, I can't even single a single player out. They were all just as shitty. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't fun watching the last, uh, you know, the last five ten minutes of of both of those games. It was really hard, but. I do want to point a couple of, of fun things out. Um, throughout both of those games, the defensive play on this motherfucker, uh, Chris Tanev, he is, he saved probably, I want to go ahead and say five easy empty net tap, tap-ins just by laying down on the ice at the right time yeah. in two games. Um, he's, I mean, we all know what he does. He's just, he's so good. He's exactly, he, I'll, I'll say it again. Like I really didn't give him enough credit when he was playing with, with Vancouver. Yeah. uh, Mostly because of my hatred for Vancouver. Yeah. Which is fair. Um, but ever since he came here, I've just, I've been in awe watching him play. He's. He, he really, he's just, he's so consistent. He's just so good positionally with, with his, with his stick, 
with his body or when he's laying on the ice trying to take away a pass, which he did numerous times last night um, on, on and the night and weird, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. On, on weird odd man rushes coming back. Like, yeah, I, I, I really, I can't see enough good things about. Yeah. About and like, not to, you know, talk too, too much about it, but I'm not even kidding. At least three, four times there, he was like, there was nobody, there was no other flame anywhere near the play. Mm -hmm. And there was two to three opponents and, and Tanev blocked the pass all the way until the guy was in the back corner and, and his teammates had time to catch up and the other two guys were, you know, from the other team were left in the front of the net by themselves, but without any chance of getting a pass. Um, It was, uh, I'm not like easy, easy tap-ins if Tanev didn't do what he did. Um, I mean, not that it matters in the long run because we lost in regulation in both times, uh, which is upsetting, but couldn't even squeeze a squeeze one point out of two third period leads. Yeah, well, exactly, and I mean, he he was also rewarded with a with a point. Um, finally, got himself on the board. Same with Weger, right? They both yeah. assisted on Kadri's goal there in the second period, uh, which which was a a great goal and and i i think i said it in the chat that if they call this goal back i'm gonna lose my shit i'm gonna start flipping tables i do understand why there was a um a challenge on it because there there definitely was contact mm-hmm. but the way the rule is written in my knowledge of it is if um if the guy has time to get back if the goalie has time to get back to the puck um or back into the net or or you know whatever the situation is if the goalie has time to reset basically mm-hmm. um then it, the goaltender interference doesn't matter and it was just it was just a small little clip and probably yeah. shouldn't have counted anyways but like Kadri was 30 feet away from the goalie when he shot the puck there is no chance he the goalie didn't have a chance to to reset yeah yeah this is this is why you you don't work on the uh, on the actual measuring of the of the lumber in the in the uh, facility you work on. He wasn't. I mean, he was ten feet, but I mean, either way, oh, he was that, further than that. But the, the clipping of the of of the pad, I mean, Kadri's going to to his, uh, I guess, to his right, and the goalie was going to the left. So it's like he didn't impede him in any way. Like he he was still coming to his left when that contact happened. Yeah. It, uh, so if anything, he stopped the goalie's momentum from going further, further yeah. than uh, further away from the play. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it was a, a terrible decision to, to try and challenge that. Yeah. But um, I mean, they ended up winning. So, yeah, I mean, we, we didn't score on the power play, so no harm, no foul for them. Right. Yeah. I also wanted to talk. I, I know that we talked a, for a second about it, but that uh, whole Markstrom going out to play the puck against the Oilers there, because yeah. people are freaking out about it still online, like four days later, and it's um, 
I mean, Sutter straight up said that is what we want our goalies to do. It, and Sutter said that, you know, that happens sometimes. Sometimes it gets missed. Sometimes it skips over a stick. Sometimes it, it hits a dent in the boards and goes flying back. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that stuff happens very rarely. And fucking McDavid would get that bounce. But that's that's hockey. And it, it sucks. And it sucks that it basically cost us that game. But uh, I wouldn't say I it don't, cost I, us the game. Our shit I don't play blame. in the third cost us the game. Well, yeah, the shit play in the third cost us the game. But that sparked McDavid. Like, you could tell that sparked McDavid. He went from being lethargic nothing and then was himself for the rest of the remaining 10 minutes of the game or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not in Sutter's camp when it comes to comments like that, as far as wanting the goaltenders to do it. Cause uh, Vladar is not very good at it. I don't want him doing it at all. Ever. Yeah. Play coming back. It's Whether fine. it's fine. If, if they're just dumping it in on a, on a, uh, on a penalty kill, fine, go get it. Um, but I don't want him back there playing the puck at all. Uh, Markstrom, I, he's okay at best at it. And he always has been. I don't, I don't want him doing that either. He's not a Mike Smith, you know, what everybody talks. But the about. thing is, is Smith, like everyone said, Oh, he was so good at it, but he served, served up a goal every second game. I, like, I agree. And, and it's not even like, it's not even sometimes it's like every second game. You're that's a goal against, and yeah. it's fucking bullshit. Like Markstrom doesn't do it, do the dangerous in front of the net passes that that um no that Mark Smith Markstrom does. doesn't think that he's um you know a defender like like Smith would and, and trying to make breakout passes. He like this the shit he was he was doing was was ridiculous. Yeah, and I, I don't consider Smith really that good at it. I, I mean he mean, was he was he did it frequently and I'd say 50, 50, he did a really good job. And then 50, 50, he either made himself make a really nice stop or just served up a goal. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas Markstrom, you know, I agree with you in the fact that I don't really want to see the goalies out playing all like as much as they do, but um I still, I mean, if that's what the coach is asking them to do, then I don't put that on Markstrom. No, but I mean, Daryl's also not going to call him out on it either because um, he knows that, that Markstrom's going through uh, something, clearly, right? Yeah. Ha- has been all season. So I don't think Sutter's going to, throw him under the bus because he he also knows that that wasn't necessarily the play that lost us the game it was just you know it was the start of the yeah the shit show yeah yeah i agree yeah but but i mean with with this many veterans on the team and to show such a little amount of pushback and effort in the at the ascent of a third period when you're down is horse shit can i ask you a question here do you think and I mean, this is obviously a, a huge overreaction considering we're fucking seven or eight games into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think that maybe having 
too many cup winning veteran players is is a possibility to the fact where maybe they can't call each other maybe they don't feel okay calling each other out on the bench because this guy has just as much experience as I do or or more type of thing I, that's just something that came into my head but I I think there's too much made out of the cup experience um especially in the regular season fair enough right cup experience means nothing from the regular season regular season and and playoffs are two completely different games um but i i've never bought into the we need this guy because of cup experience you know unless they're an actual superstar that happens to have cup experience there's you know you know would yeah. i want a mckinnon on my team now that he's won a cup well i wanted him on my team the year before, before that too so yeah <laughs> and and like if you go back to to coleman yeah. let's say i wanted coleman on the team long before you know, I wanted him on the team when he was playing for New Jersey because I saw how he played, how he played the game. That's right. right. And and I mean, he, let, then he won be... cups, and I was like, I still want Coleman on the team. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but let's be honest. I mean, he's especially he's not a superstar. He's yeah, he's he's. I mean, most games he's irrelevant on the ice. I wouldn't really call him irrelevant. I I think Sherry has been irrelevant. I think him and Backlund have done a pretty good job of the of the stopping the I like a lot of the five on five scoring has been happening and the PK has been pretty good, but a lot of the five on five scoring has been coming from um while the other lines are on the ice. Yeah. No, I I, I agree with that. I'm I'm I sh- I should probably rephrase my he's statement. been irrelevant on the score sheet a hundred percent. He's been irrelevant five on five, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. He's been really good at 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 the penalty kill for sure, um, but yeah, I he, we need more from him. He he like I think I said it in in the chat last night. He looks like he could possibly be the player on the in the entire league that's gripping his stick the hardest. I just want him to get a lucky bounce and a goal, so he'll just fucking play hockey. He's trying way too hard yes. to score a goal. The weight on his shoulders needs yeah. to, yeah, the monkey. And, and we're eight games in. Yeah. So as a veteran, you can't let it get to you like that. Like it, Yeah. And and as a Blake Coleman type producer, yeah. Um, not scoring a goal in eight games is definitely a what normal. the fuck ever type of a thing, anyway. Yeah, it's normal. Yeah, like, like, like you're not on the team because we want you to score 40. We're on the team because we want you to score 18 and be solid defensively and great at retrievals and shit like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was on the third third line of the cup-winning team, right? Yeah. So, you know, that's... So let's maybe he's real. where he should be. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I, I just I find like he's trying to make weird plays at the net right now, which I he just needs to knock that off and just get back to what got him to be an NHLer. An NHLer and and you know, somewhat of a sought after player, right? So I would I, I I listen to uh obviously nine sixty all the time. I, I can't remember I think it was 
Pat was saying something about something Galutzen had said at some point where be the player that's on the back of your hockey card and you'll have success because that's the player that got you to where you are. Right. Hmm. Which kind of makes sense. So if you're the player on the back of your hockey card is a Blake Coleman type of player, then be that player and don't try and be fucking Tyler Toffoli even, you know? Yeah. For the love of God, don't be Tyler Toffoli. (laughs) Um, No, he's been good. He's been good. You know what? He's looked really fast these last few games, especially. Um, He, uh, no, he's, he's been great. Like he's, his, his production has been, you know, phenomenal really for, for what he is. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. He's been scoring. He's must be listening to our podcast because he started looking up and started scoring right as he started looking. Wasn't it the, the next game, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm happy about that. Way to go. And Tyler. he's been doing it ever since. Yeah. And even even on that really nice pass over to Zadorov where, where Zadorov scored. Yeah. Um I'm pretty sure I say Zadorov Zadorov differently every, every time, time I say his name. Yeah. But um whatever. Um but again, Toffoli was looking up and made a nice play because he was looking up. Yep. So keep looking up, Toffoli. <laughs> right? <laughs> keep looking up indeed. Like like he's He's, he has three power play points, right? Yeah. But I mean, seven in total, four goals, three assists. I mean, what more do you want from the guy? I know people harp on, on his lack of speed, but you know what? If, he's if gotten better at that too in the last he's few been, games. Absolutely. Absolutely. Though he's he's looked really sharp. Um, I I really have nothing negative to, to say about him, especially in the last couple of games. Like he's, He's skating hard. He's he's rushing the net. You know, he's he's passing the puck, right? Given given what his normal, you know, averages are, to have yeah. three three assists already in eight games is, you know, pretty reasonable as far as I'm concerned. No, I agree. Um, I think I think he's been good. I, like we need. We need more guys who can pick corners because that is part of the problem is you is we've been out chancing and out out shooting opponents and we're not potting them. You know what I mean? Obviously the horrid defense um for just long enough to sacrifice a couple of, of goals mm-hmm. and the shaky at least start to the season for Markstrom and and last period for for Vladar, you know, like that's not helping either. But well, no, I got exactly. a question for you as well. Um, have you noticed the monkey see monkey do thing happening where people are trying the Huberdo fucking spinorama pass too much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm actually surprised that daryl hasn't put an end to that already me too i started it's noticing frustrating it to watch three, because three games ago i think there's literally nobody on the team who has that type of skill other than him right and they should stop that now stop yeah, that they, stop it they, <laughs> they they all need to focus on being able to retrieve that pass yes right get that down first and then on occasion fine but yeah figure out how to retrieve that pass so is that 
Huberto becomes the player Effective. that 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 we all know he is, right? Yeah. And that's a I think that's also a pretty um common misconception is I don't think Huberto's been bad. Like he sure he hasn't been up to his his standards, but he's been putting up points. He is mainly a playmaker in the first place. He's been putting up assists and he's getting better defensively. And I think that, that Huberto not producing is kind of a overblown thing. I think again, the main thing is that, um, I mean, there's a couple things here with Huberto and I want to get your thoughts on this after, but, um, Again, what you were saying, the guys are having a hard time, other than Uyghur because he's used to it, are having a hard time collecting his passes because they're hard passes and they're coming from out of fucking nowhere um, on the tape, but they're hard and they're not ready for them. So that's one thing he's really struggling with. Um, And I don't want him to take any juice off of those passes. No, I want the other guys to learn to take them. Um, that's that's why I had 85 assists last year is because of that pass, right? Exactly. Um, and the other thing, and I'm going to take it back to when Daryl first came back and we had, you know, Goudreau and Lindholm and Kachuk. And it, you know, for the last quarter of that season that Daryl took over, they weren't very good up until the last couple weeks. Right. It takes skilled players a while to get used to Daryl Sutter system. Yeah. Um, that's why patience, I think, even though I think it's overblown that he's not producing because he is, but I think that the rest of his game is a little, he's unsure because he's, first of all, he's coming from an, from a sea level place that he's playing in to altitude. And he's coming from, um, a division where it's all run and gun to a coach that wants fucking really good defense and completely new players. Like with Kadri, like Kadri played in the West, you know, in altitude last year. Yeah. And he's played on a couple different teams. So he's he knows maybe a little bit better how to adjust to different things. Whereas Huberto is still like not so sure. You know what I mean? Yep. And just give him time, please. Well, yeah. Don't it, don't like there's memes out there about it's time to get rid of him or it's time to bench him. And it's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's fuck. It's ludicrous. Like, it, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm far from being at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and also, I mean, you look at Kadri's just his style of play, right? Like it's more geared at a Western style. Always Absolutely. Has been, always has been, right? And the Southern style. Yeah. Well, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, not saying that Huberdo can't get in there um, on that because he is a, he is a, you know, a bigger player than, you know, the, the point or the, the assist guy that we had leading, before leading player that we had, um, you know, he, he's not a, necessarily a physical player but he can hold his own. He's not going to get pushed off the puck. So I think the, I mean, the def- defensive style of the game is going to come, you know, it's just, you know, we're, we're eight games. He's in. learning. You know, let's, let's talk again, 20 games in. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? 
So he has what he has what four assists already? So in, yeah, in, in one like goal? yeah. Like he's doing fine. Um I'm not, and I'm not worried about him. He's gonna he, he's gonna come out of this non existent slump everyone thinks he's in he's in yeah. um in no time and be even better than he already is. So yeah. Um yeah. I don't think we need to talk much more about that. No. Um I just wanted to shit on a bunch of people for being stupid. I mean um, I mean personally, if you if you wanna if you want to talk about somebody, let's let's talk about number eighty-eight. I let's mean, do that, but let's take a little break first. Shall we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's do it. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again, and thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet five dollars on any team and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they win. I'm definitely doing it the next uh, Battle of Alberta. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age, some restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Well, Chris, if you were a betting man, how much would you bet that uh, Mangiapane isn't going to last much longer on the second line? Um, I'd be willing to, to put down at least 50 bucks on that. Unless he steps it up, I'd, I'd probably say the same because, uh, like you were saying to me earlier, like a lot of people are all about Andrew Mangiapane. Um, and I get it. He scored a shitload of goals last year. He's done literally nothing of any effect this year. Um, Again, he's been the weakest part of his line, the weakest part of the top six. And like, people are shitting all over the top line, you know, like, and he's not even on it and he's been the worst of all six of them. Yeah. Um, and like, he's still not staying on his feet. Like, agreed. And he, and like I, like I said, you know, during the summer, the, the ass end of last season, yes, he got a shit ton of goals right up until maybe the first week of December and then did SFA after that. Yep. And Absolutely, he's, and he's continuing on that trend. Yep, you know, and it's and it's not even his point production. I'm I'm more concerned with with his play, his actual play. I yep. I'm just I'm not impressed with him at all. I, you know, I I I hear that he that he put on a couple of pounds through the summer, and that's great. Still can't stay on his feet. Yeah, I mean, Dubé put around. a couple pounds on, and he stays on his feet now that, a lot, a lot more than he ever did. Hundred percent, and and you could tell that he's been working on his shot because he's hitting the goddamn net, which is nice, right? You know, you no, know, Dubé has looked like miles ahead of Mangiapane so far this year. This year, yeah. yeah. I want to point out to one thing: I am kind of happy about with Mangiapane, though. Mm-hmm. I can see that he's trying to add offensive passes into his game. Um, 
I'm not sure he's very good at it because there's been a couple of bad giveaways. Um, but I'm I'm happy that he's trying because that was one thing that really pissed me off last year. Like, yeah, the 35 goals was great, but like he never passed the puck ever in the offensive zone. Yeah, it's like watching uh, World Junior, right? A whole yeah, bunch do, of do it all do it all himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I think opposing teams have picked up on that now. I mean, I think they picked up on it last, you know, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, you cover him hard against the boards and he's basically ineffective. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and he's, and he's getting a reasonable amount of ice time and, you know, all that fun stuff. I just, my God, like I, I want so much more out of him. I, I just, I want to see what everybody else sees in him. I see it there. I just in flash. He's he's like he's like better Matthew Phillips. <laughs> like right. So he's better better he's he's like he's like an like Matthew Phillips is like an AHL level of what Mangiapane yeah. would be if he was on the third line or the, or the fourth line, which is probably effective down there playing five minutes a night, but yeah, but not. I mean, that's a hell of a statement. He's a better version of an, a career AHL player than the AHL player. Yeah. Got it. I, I, I have no argument against that. Yeah. I really don't. Um, I'm, he, like, and I'm sure he would rip it up in, in, uh, in Calgary playing for the Wranglers. Right. Well, he would, but I'm, I mean, like he would, he would be better. He's like on the third line in Calgary. I mean, like he, cause he always put up better numbers when he was in the bottom six. Anyways, the second he gets the tougher matchups, he's, yeah. he loses everything. Mm-hmm. He loses his scoring touch. He loses his, his ability to stay on his feet. He loses everything. Yeah. And he just, I, I believe, especially if we want, a balanced attack. I still believe we need one more top line right winger. Put Mangiapane on the third where he actually fucking produces. Mm-hmm. I love Trevor Lewis. Don't get me wrong, but Trevor Lewis is a fourth liner. Should be. Ideally, should be a fourth liner. Yeah. Um, to Foley career high 58 points that's fucking just fine on the second line yep um get somebody who can fucking be that top line right winger and that just slots everybody where where they should be right in my opinion um it's going to be tough don't get me wrong but that that's my my opinion on it I agree with that 100. Yeah. percent Dubé's been good on the second line, though. Like I, I do. Dubé, again, like it's Dubé not like he's racking up points, but he's he's again staying on his feet and he's playing much better uh, defensively. He's hustling on both sides of the puck now, not just not just the offensive side of the puck when he has it, like yep. he did last year and the year before and the year before. Well, that's like like last year and through the summer, and I've been saying it for a long time that in, in, in unless Dubé changes his game, yeah, he's he's going to be a career third liner, and I 
honestly feel comfortable with him on the second line the way he's been playing thus far. Now, yeah, 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 100%. I agree. And if, if he if he can continue it on for the season, awesome. Yeah, I'll be happy with that. He he, he can um, take over Mangiapane's spot there because of the effort that he's putting in. Yeah, I know they play other sides, but it's fine. And I I want to talk about one more thing uh, before we cut this episode off. Um, you know who Rebecca Johnstone is? Mm-hmm. So for those of you who may be listening who don't, she is the Flames skating coach. Um, she was a Canadian Olymp- Olympian um, in hockey, obviously, for, for many years. Um, and I really think that she's made a huge, huge difference uh, in a lot of our slower players, like the guys who were slower last year and the year of, for the last few years, um, including Dubé, who was never really slow, but he was definitely faster when he had the puck. Um, But I think that she's like, you can see Milan Lucic, let's say, who's been chronically slow for the last few years. And now he's like keeping up with Lindholm and, and um, whoever else was on that fucking line yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was quite the interesting combos. (laughs) Yeah. But oh, like Luch on the second, of course. Yeah, but but he was keeping up, and he was actually not doing too bad. No, right up I, until I the, the last play, where where he basically gave the other team a goal. Um, but you see, Lucic. I'm gonna go through some players. Rasmus, who never had, you know, was the most fleet of foot. He's been a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannafin's been a little bit faster. I think Tanev's got stronger, uh, stronger on the on the skates. Yep. I think, um, again, Dubay staying up, which is huge. Um, yep. I think Toffoli got a little bit faster. Um, Lewis is faster. Backlund is way faster. Like, this is a trend that I love, and it's it's a trend that. I'm tying I haven't heard anybody say this, but I'm tying it to the new skating coach. Cause yeah. that's what when that many guys skate that that much faster. Yeah, it's not a coincidence. It's when, not when a coincidence. that many people are, are actually uh yeah. Yeah, yeah Luch has been noticeably faster this year. Yeah. Like it, and like in, he was always a, uh, quite a few games. It's, yeah, it's he was always like that once he gets going. He's yeah. he's a bull. Once he gets going, it would just took him a little bit to get going, but now he's like off and running. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. That's uh, that's a good take. I like that one. I got so, gotta have one every once in a while. Well, you know, right? Even the clock is ready twice a day. Um, not not all of them. Wait, I mean, I I hope they are. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, so after last show, I, I don't know if you remember. I think I predicted us to go three and zero for the uh, for the stretch. We're we're two in and and we're zero and two. Yeah. So I'll, I'll uh, go ahead and and uh, eat eat the crow. I'm fine with that. Um, Thursday night we've got Nashville. If we can't pump Soros after his, if we can't, then we're doing something wrong because everybody yeah. else is right now. 
Exactly. And then we have uh, on Saturday, we actually have a pretty, well, who, who would have thought that, that the Devils would be a tough matchup? But, I mean, they're, they're leading the Metro. I, I'm just going to put my hand up right now. I, I told you that. You said mm-hmm. wild card. They're first. Knock it off. Well, I'll, g- I'll give you the credit that they're in the they're in the playoff spot. Still a still a hard matchup. Not not a fucking written into the schedule win. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and then, uh, and then we go on a three game road trip. Uh, so, and we play Jersey twice in the next uh, in the next within the next week, right? And they're doing it the last couple games. They've shut out Colorado, and they put up seven against Columbus and they're doing it without their big off season acquisition who just had surgery. Right. Andre Palat just had surgery. So um, yeah, they're doing it without them. And I'm, I'm actually quite excited to play them because I, I enjoy watching. They, they play an exciting brand of hockey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it'll be a, it'll be a fun atmosphere on, on Saturday, hopefully uh, in the yeah. dome. Um, one of the things that that uh, Daryl said after after Seattle was that the dome was way too quiet. So it was if you're at the game, get fucking loud. You're there for a reason. Cheer your team on. Um, so yeah, so Nashville, Jersey Islanders, Jersey. Um, hopefully, we'll get another show up before. Uh, the end of the road trip, which uh, ends off on next Thursday, the tenth against Boston. Got uh, got my my son and his girlfriend coming coming into town uh, on Friday, so it's going to be a good time. I believe the uh, the whole family is going to the game on the on the twelfth against the Jets. We're, oh, we're just, awesome! Just trying to uh, trying to find some reasonably priced uh, tickets from uh, from people that I know. Hopefully, they start David Riddick. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Wait, he's still playing for them, right? I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Oh yeah, no, he started a preseason game. Uh he shut us out in the preseason. Right. Fuck's right. Sake. Uh oh. Dave. <laughs> Anyways. Um five nothing. God's sake. Just looked at it. Gross. I think he uh I think. Oh, that that was like our first game with our whole team too. I think. Fuck. <laughs> Anyways, I'm. Uh, well, I would say he's earned the start on the twelfth. Yeah, throw him in there, please. Yeah. 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 God knows, Hellebuck's fucking not easy to beat. No, he's not. <clears throat> he is not, and uh, I mean, they're not easy to beat. He's not easy to beat for us, I'll say. But I mean they're they're I mean they they're they're one point ahead of us, right? Yeah. And yeah. they have they have players that play really fucking good against us. Connor and Connor. fucking Connor. Connor and um Ehlers and not so much Dubois, but uh, Wheeler usually plays pretty good against us, and Morrissey usually plays really good against us. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it'll be a different game against them without uh, Kachuk, right? Because he used to always mix it up a, a lot. So maybe Kadri can pick that up a little bit, or or uh, or or get get Richie to get involved physically. 
How about Brett fucking Richie? How about him? Like, like, I just how I, many how many games if we still did the the Calgary Fire Department helmet thing that we used to do for yeah. that Sam Bennett always seemed to fucking get? How many would he have this year? I, At least two. I was gonna say three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, he's he's on fire. He's yeah. he clearly wants to stay in the lineup, right? And he like <laughs> yeah, he's putting in the effort. I mean. I mean, Motherbucker has more points than than both Dubé and Mangiapane with five, yeah. three goals, two assists. He's been on fire. Yeah, it's been so fun to watch him. I I really like he's watching one time yet like he's fucking David Pasternak. Like, <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, yeah. But you can tell, right? Once once you get that swagger, right? It's tough to get rid of it. Like you yeah. can you can ride that swagger for at least three four games, and I mean he has it. Yeah, five points in eight games for for Brett Ritchie, for fourth liner, noted fourth liner, no, yeah. notice noted thirteenth forward, right? Noted, yeah. everybody hates on them for some reason. Yeah, ever since they put them, they're on not the top doing line, it this right? year. Thanks, Jeff Ward for for everybody hating Ritchie. Yeah, putting him somewhere he didn't belong. He clearly belongs on the fourth because I mean, imagine Matt, if Michael Furland actually played how the rest of his career was on when he was on the top line in Calgary. Like people would have fucking hated him, but yeah. everybody loved him. Well everybody loved Furland because of that that playoff round against Vancouver. Partially, you know, one of the things that I remember Furland for mm-hmm. that not I'm not sure if a lot of people remember, but um outsmarting Crosby one night he straight up just like stick lifted Crosby went on the breakaway and stood and scored yeah like Crosby was doing his little fucking deacon around the the offensive zone he was hanging out by the blue line and Furland was just like I'll take that and fucked off and scored <laughs> I mean that and it was the 2015 I think first round that playoffs was yeah those playoffs like, were great like Physically, there's no way he could continue a career like that. So I mean, he no. was a he was a goddamn train wreck. <laughs> like, he really was. Yeah, I mean, he, if 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 you're a defender on on Vancouver, you were having a rough night. Ask Kevin Bexa; he'll he'll tell you. Yeah. Right. Like, what do you call him, Ferklin, and and uh, or what's his name? I don't even know his name, and he sure as fuck knew what his name was by the end of that series. Well. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he just got his bell rock so hard he couldn't remember who hit him. That's fair. That's fair. Anyways, well, uh, should, should, should we continue doing predictions or should we not? You know what? I'm. I think I'm done with the prediction game. Um, yeah. I I have it mentally in my head. Um, I'll see how I fare this week, and we'll uh, get back to predictions next week. Sounds um, good. Uh, we, we we were. Uh, yeah, we were both. I mean, I didn't want to say three and zero because you know yeah. this is what happens when I predict three and zero. Yeah, that's fair. But, uh, you know, you guys, you and uh, Kyle there, you know, twisted my rubber arm and I was like, "Fine, three and zero." And guess what? Well, three I think three. I think I started the three and zero train. I'll I'll take all the heat for that. <laughs> so I, I won't do that again uh before games because it seems to be bad luck. Yeah. 
that and we in fact to... you should just not watch the game because you're bad luck don't start with me <laughs> i haven't not watched a game in years <laughs> i know even 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 when we're bad right that's kind of the fan i am glutton for punishment no i don't care still my team absolutely it's too much stuff in this room to replace with a different color anyways <sighs> please don't <laughs> yeah yeah, that's that's what you know what I was thinking. I was six years old when, when Calgary came to town. It's probably time to think of a new team, right? Yeah. Do you did you get rid of Monahan there? I put him on the other end of the couch. Oh, okay. I don't want him sitting uh, he... next to me anymore. He's stinking up the joint. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, I moved him just uh actually because I wanted to get him out of the shot for the podcast. No offense oh, to Sean. Man. Um He's, he seems to be fitting in quite well in Montreal. Well, you never got you never got the shelf for him, and now he doesn't need it. So that's right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I should have. Uh, yeah. So how about just just quickly? How about uh, Brad Marchand having the exact same surgery that Monahan had, and coming back and scoring two goals and getting an assist that game, yeah. and like looking fucking good while he did it too. He's short, right? And by short, like shorter for the NHL. I think he's like 5'9 or 5'10 yeah. or something. Yeah, he's not NHL yeah. average, that's for sure. Yeah, so he's my height, short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, what what can you say about it? Like, you want to talk about veteran players and, and knowing how to play the game. I mean, it, I, yeah. I, know, I know you don't like his antics, but... No, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan, no. But, I, I mean, I would... I've always said that I would love Marsh, you know, Brad Marchand on my team. I've always said it. Yeah. I love watching him when he represents us in uh, international play. Yeah. It's yeah, I do. I've, I've got all, I've I got just... all day for him minus some of his tactics. I don't mind yeah. all, all, I don't mind uh, most of them, but every once in a while he does something, you know, kind of stupid. I don't, I don't like the slew foots. So that's for sure. The yeah. other the other stuff I don't have an issue with. Yeah, no, I, I just I just found it uh crazy that you know the same surgery that basically rendered um Tyler Sagan like completely ineffective for two years and, and the same surgery that basically made Monaghan into a fourth liner for a couple of years and like Marchand has it and actually waits until he's healthy to come back. And That's then, a novel idea, right? Yeah. Sean, right? Sean had one side done and then needed the other, right? Yeah. Like there was clearly an issue with, with the second side. I would say at the same time as the first. I want to say they just didn't know about it. Like I have no uh absolutely no proof of that. That's no. just my my assumption because generally when something like that happens or pretty much whenever you hurt yourself in any manner or in any form, mm -hmm. other parts of your body start, uh, you know, overcompensating because yeah. that part of your body doesn't want to work properly. Yep. So it kind of would make sense that if Sean's, you know, let's say, I can't remember which hip was first, but let's say his left hip was all fucked up. His right hip would want to overcompensate and then the same thing could very well happen to it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that could potentially be it. Plus, I mean, given given Sean's track record on on letting the medical staff know and 
you know, and wanting to play through injury, you know, there's all sorts of things there, right? Like he said that, eh, in a in his like uh um first like welcome to Montreal um media availability, he was like, I I fully admit that I didn't take the time I needed to come back the player I, I should be. Yep. Type of thing. So and I mean, we've all been saying it, you know, since his wrist issues, and you know, like, yeah, yeah. Guys, Anyways, yeah. On that note, how did we end the show with Sean Monahan? Uh, because I noticed he's not on the couch right beside you anymore. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't been on the couch beside me for the whole season. He, he left us. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So. uh Thursday night, let's go Flames over Nashville. Again, on Saturday, Flames over Jersey. It's going to happen. It's got to happen. We need a couple of wins here. We need full. Just said minutes. you weren't going to predict. Anyways. I'm not, I'm not predicting. I'm just saying it's got to happen. Because uh, <laughs> after a couple of sloppy losses there, we need uh, we need a full 60. And I think Daryl's going to demand it from all yep. of them. So, yep. Either either you guys have a full sixty, or I'm going to bring up Stockton or the Wranglers, all of the Wranglers for one game, make you all sit and watch how hockey should be played. Even though the Wranglers are losing, but I bet you, I bet you Daryl would would sit three forwards and and two defensemen and make them play that way without bringing anybody up to prove a point. <laughs> Just a line full of Richies, right? Yeah. Yeah, Richie, just, uh, Richie Rooney and Lucic first line. Fucking right. So let's go. Yeah. Mackie and fucking <laughs> fucking bring in Shillington. Shillington and Mackie for first pair. Shillington's not in Canada yet, is he? No. No. Yeah, that's a shame. I mean, I say that, but I do uh, hope that whatever's going on in his life that he, that he gets Absolutely. I can say... Pretty much every time, personally, I say any shit about, you know, a guy on the ice, that doesn't mean that I don't you know, wish the best for that person in, in the rest of their lives. And as far as Shillington is concerned, anyone who's listened to the podcast for a while will know Chris and I are both on the same page about Shillington on the ice. But, uh, hey, man, get yourself uh, get yourself better. Yep. Yeah, get your stuff figured out. You know, even though we don't really know what it is, but whatever it is. And we don't need to. No. No, It's not my business. My business is the flames, baby. That'll do it for uh, week three recap. (laughs) Dylan and Chris. Cheers. Go Flames. Cheers.